And this is a stage-worthy extra, the Toronto Fringe Festival uh, Roundup. I'm here with Laura McCallum, Scott Garland, David Kingsmill, and Nisha Coleman. If you guys want to take a second, each of you go, go around, uh, just say a little bit about yourself, if you have a Twitter handle or something like that, and tell me a little bit about uh, your show. Starting right over here to my left, Laura. Hi, uh, I'm the producer of Damn Tank, with another feature production to add Factory. Uh, it's my first time producing a show, so we're sort of seeing how that worked out. Um, my Twitter handle is Laura, M-C-S-E-E. All right, so I'm Nisha Coleman. My show is called Self-Exile. It's a solo storytelling show. Just had a run in Montreal, it went well, and so I'm happy to bring it in a more polished form to Toronto. It's an autobiographical story beginning in a swamp and ending in Paris. Oh, my Twitter handle, Nisha Coleman. Wow. Uh, my name is Scott Garland. I'm uh, one of the performers in Romeo and Juliet, The Chainsaw Massacre, and silly me, I forgot to get a Twitter handle, but <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my associate to my left here might be able to help you out with that. And I'm David Kingsmill. I am uh, the production manager and also performing in Romeo and Juliet Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you can find the show at RJ Massacre, and you can find me either at Dragon Literate for my personal Twitter handle or at Upon a Die Podcast for my board game podcast. He's got two, so you don't need to tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd make up for He's stuff. making up for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's He's great. always saving my butt. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the fringe is just a couple of days in. The Toronto Fringe is a couple of days in, yeah. and uh, it's probably been uh, a busy few days for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, how's it? How's it been? Uh, a couple of you have had your uh, uh, one performance, and maybe I don't know about others if you've had uh, more than one. But how's how's it been? Anyone? Well, we opened yesterday. Uh, what about you guys? Same. Yeah, opened yesterday. Open Thursday. Oh. Uh -huh. So we've all just had one show. One show yeah. each. Awesome. And we can all safely say that it's, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sold out. Sold out. It's yeah, just yeah. flawless. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just going to be it. Because theater's repeatable like that, right? Every show's the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you, I mean, you guys, I mean, you're at the Randolph? We're yeah. at the Randolph so you're, Theater. So you're one of the, the really big houses. Right? Yeah. 215 seats. Right. Yeah. And you sold pretty well the first show. We did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and which is which is really great in a, in a space like that. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. one of those really intimidating spaces because mm -hmm. it's so big. Well, uh, we we've got a, we've got a secret weapon. You see, uh, we've got Rebecca Perry on our team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I can't emphasize enough. She's she is hustled so far. Uh, she got us on I think ten must see lists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh wow. Um, yeah. Which that's uh, that's a bit intimidating when ten, yeah. ten different listings are like you gotta see this show because. <laughs> You know, the only thing you can do is disappoint at that point. Uh. Well, it's hard because in, in the early days, those are what everybody's going to rely on. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's yeah. sight unseen. That's mm -hmm. like without anybody actually having seen it. And I've seen a few lists, and I'm not, this is not your show, obviously. But, you know, it's like, this, this is going to be the hot show. And everybody's like, we're not going to mention that show anymore. So uh, right. it's, it, it's hard it's to do that. Yeah, Because <laughs> um, the show that's the must watch is not necessarily going to be the show that, that, that takes off. Mm -hmm. It seems like, like your show... Uh, is uh, is doing it did really well, and uh, I don't know if you guys are if you guys watch the reviews or anything. But Mooning uh, on Theater reviews the every day. Of. I think they've oh, only yeah? got six shows in the entire fringe left to go. I saw that this morning. <coughs> I haven't had a chance to look and see if they've got ours yet. But yeah, they do. I think they, they do. do. Yeah, they're okay. they're really posting them day out. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh wow, that's incredible. So fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. One in the morning. Yeah, coming out. Yeah, it's incredible. They probably see eleven shows in the day. They write the reviews up. 
because I've never even done a fringe festival. Like I did Montreal Fringe and that was my first fringe ever. Yeah. So I'm a real fringe rookie. So Montreal Fringe, I was like, okay, this is how the fringe works. But now it's not. That's how the Montreal Fringe works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I come to Toronto and I really do feel like Dorothy. Like, ah, this isn't Kansas. Yeah. Like, uh, there's just, there's a lot more rules and I'm mm -hmm. trying to figure out and navigate through that. What do you mean the bars are closed before 4 a.m.? What's going on? <laughs> And um, this no latecomer thing was, was at first, I was like, what do you mean? Because it's yeah. Montreal, it's like, well, you can choose. You can have latecomers all the way yeah. through. Yeah. I had a lot of latecomers coming in through my show. And um, at first that took me aback. But then yesterday when I had my first show, there's like this sense of security. Like they close that door and, you know, no one's going to disturb you. Yes. So in a yeah. way, I'm like, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm sorry for the people whose hearts are breaking outside. And I've seen a few people weeping, yeah. like literally weeping outside of venues. Um, but as a performer, I was like, this is the first time I'd ever felt completely safe. Yeah. And my show starts in a blackout. So when mm. people come in, it's like, oh, damn it, I'm revealed. Like yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm on stage, but I don't want them to know I'm there. Yeah. So mm. yeah. um, in a way, I kind of like that rule in hindsight. Yesterday I didn't, but now I do. It's a little bit, <laughs> yeah. a little bit shocking because, I mean, like I said, like you're saying, Montreal has, is a little bit more of a, a lax yeah. policy. Yeah. Where you can either, uh, you, you could say when you want your latecomers to come in, like all the way through. Uh, yeah, to this 10 point, minutes or whatever, whatever. yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of like the no latecomers mm. thing. I find it As really a performer, yeah. 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 yeah, I get um, it. How has it been promoting your show in a, in a place that you don't know so well? It's tricky. I don't have the same platform. Mm -hmm. um, I 
just won the best English production in Montreal French for oh, self-exile. So I'm kind of using that as a way of like opening a discussion about the show because show. it's not in the program because it's brand new. So I couldn't promote it that way yeah. originally, but now it's kind of it's on my flyers and it's it's a way to open a discussion and hopefully get people to come to my show who don't know me because I have a platform in Montreal but not so much in Toronto. I'm yeah. a little bit in the storytelling circuit, but I mean, it takes time, and so I'm doing my best. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Montreal is a month-long affair, is it not? Uh, no, it was... Uh, <laughs> Technically, yes. Technically, yes. <laughs> Technically, yes. Uh, Montreal does a lot of stuff leading up to yeah. the theatrical part oh, of Fringe. They okay. consider that all part of Fringe. Oh, okay. But the artists right. don't show up until, like, the... Like the theater performers don't start doing their thing until that last two weeks of their month long. Oh, okay. yeah, and there's the off fringe, so that starts actually before the official fringe. What, so what the hell? And there's like parties and uh, special performances yeah. pre fringe, and yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. If you guys have never done the uh, Montreal Fringe Festival, it is uh, the party favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard stories. Yeah. <laughs> It is, like, they do this thing called the 13th Hour, which mm -hmm. starts at 1 o'clock in the morning. It's a talk show type thing where they'll have, like, people doing excerpts from their show, maybe being interviewed about their show. And that lasts an hour. And then there's a two-hour dance party that follows it. And yeah. so wow. you, you leave as the sun's coming up or whatever, and then uh, <laughs> you do your shows sometime in the afternoon the next day. So oh, it's yeah. pretty oh, cool. intense. Yeah. I thought all fringes were like that. but uh, Well, it, yeah. it fascinates me because I did my first uh, fringe tour uh, last year. I, I grew up on the Edmonton Fringe as opposed mm -hmm. to the Edinburgh Fringe. Um, not as impressive, sure, but uh, but go Canada. No, you were the, it was the second largest until I think Adelaide just took over. Yeah, get, go to hell, Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> we had one thing going for us. Uh, but what fascinates me is the difference from fringe to fringe to fringe. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And just kind of the relationship of the, the entire national fringe circuit, like the lineup. Like I know a lot of people were just like, what do you mean draw fringes? On Canada Day, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing, Toronto? It's like, well, that was kind of like a national decision, man. Like, the <laughs> people from Montreal want to come to Toronto afterwards, and people from Ottawa have got their own kind of tour right. to go. So all the all the ducks getting in line for that alone. But similar situation, like mm. uh, Ottawa has this beautiful thing where they do a, a preview night uh, yeah. before the mm. entire Fringe Festival, where you get to just do a little excerpt. And we were out of towners. We were we did three men in a boat. Uh, and uh, we didn't know anyone, mm -hmm. uh, so we just showed up and did like two minutes, and suddenly everyone was like, "Gotta see that show! Yeah. Nice. Look at those handsome men, <laughs> especially that guy with the receding hairline." Montreal <laughs> does a similar thing. Uh, they do sort of a preview night. Um, mm. They call it the Fringe for All, mm. and they do one for local, and then right before the Fringe starts, they do one for the out of towners, oh, okay. the out of town Fringe for All. So everybody gets a chance to do something like that. And Hamilton does something, but it's not. I mean, not. There's a lot of fringes that don't do things. Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to... As Scott alluded to there, when I was saying before, I cut my teeth on Edinburgh. Um, and what's interesting there is you often get the venues will have their launch party. And when they do their mm. launch party, they will do previews from select shows that mm. are at that venue. Uh, it's impossible to feature everything there, of course, because you've got 3,400 shows happening in three and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, God. But it's, <laughs> yeah. you will still get to see a proportion of what's going on there. Uh, and I think the shows that, that are lucky enough to get into those some nice little boosts yeah there. absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. here we, we really rely on those top 10 lists and then word of mouth mm. yeah ab, you know by by today the Saturday first Saturday of the fringe those top 10 lists are either right or they're not mm -hmm. yeah, yeah you know? and yeah. 
there's no way to know. Yeah. But I mean, also that's part of a kind of like the 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 inevitable larger part of trying to uh, uh, to to make like a, a risk taking venture such as the Fringe a little bit more accessible to uh, to people. Like we always say, like go see a Fringe show, and like like you should see something that you want to see, something that you know someone in, and you gotta see something that you know absolutely nothing about. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't read a synopsis, just stumbling off the street. And I mean, um, our, our friend Victor, he just recently did a drunk history of the fringe. <laughs> and something I didn't know was that, uh, one of the, one of the greatest, uh, plays to come out of Edinburgh Fringe was in fact a little known play called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is Dead. Right. Um, mm. yes. And that was, that was a huge, like, fringe flop. Like, it opened to, like, seven people, and one of, like, two of which were reviews were like, well, this is terrible, they're, they're talking funny, and like, oh, I hate it, ah! And then from it, you get one of the greatest pieces of, uh, of dramatic literature from the 20th century. Yeah. I study it. So, yeah. Yeah, you get that at the fringe. You can only get that at the fringe. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. It's, it's funny because the, you know, you, you do have all of these different, each fringe has its own flavor, mm. and its own, its own way of doing things. because Toronto yeah. Fringe has a different rules than, say, the yeah. Montreal Fringe mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, for example, the stage manager rule. I know oh, yeah. completely screwed by that. Like, oh, yeah. So that surprised me. Fringes, yeah. you don't have to have a stage manager because mm-hmm. you can show up yeah. and the tent will run your show. Yeah. yeah. In Montreal, the tent will run your show. In most other mm-hmm. cities, the tent will run your show, but not here. Yeah. Huh. And so oh, you can yeah. show up, and if you haven't prepared for that, yeah. you're... I'm yeah. glad that, that I established that rule before I got here because I saw that and I was like, oh, I don't need one. Mine's not tech heavy. And then I talked to someone else. They're like, no, no, you yeah. better get someone yeah. right away. Do, do you like doing your show in the dark? Yeah. Well, you better go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, 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 if your cue is lights down, you better have somebody to call that, which is like one of yeah. the ways <laughs> they do things here. So. Right. Um, you guys, uh, in terms of your, your the promotion for your show, are you mm-hmm. finding any any particular tips or tricks that are that are working this year? I mean, you guys are, are I don't know how much face to face promotion you guys have been doing for for uh, the Chainsaw Massacre, uh, but uh, well, fortunately, we have a lovely production team. Uh, <laughs> for those of you who, uh, who can't see, because this is a podcast, I just put my hand on <laughs> David's shoulder and winked at him. Uh, <laughs> Lovingly into his beautiful eyes. No, um, we uh, we really, we uh, Rebecca and uh, the entire team have very much embraced the social media aspect mm-hmm. of it. But also, um, like um, leading up to, there's a whole bunch of live events because, and again, this is an advantage of like producing locally mm-hmm. is leading up to Fringe because so many shows are going on and people are in rehearsal. Like we went to a lot of live events. There was a fundraiser, the uh, Marriage of the Attic Arts Hub with the uh, Box. Uh, they would just show up and do a bit, so we did a bit. Uh, we went to the Ossington. I know on the Wednesday there was kind of an opening to do, uh, which we sadly missed. But yeah. there's a there's there's a I, I run a monthly uh, uh, event called Sing for Your Supper, which will actually be here at the Fringe Tent uh, this Monday uh, as part of Stormfront Theater. And it's literally just a whole bunch of artists come into a room and cold read scripts. Mm-hmm. And uh, at one point in the night we get them all in the line and be like, "Well, are you promoting a show?" It's like, "Yes, I am. I, yeah. I have 30 seconds. Go." And uh, the thing we kind of emphasize is uh, nobody's making money. Nobody's making money here today. Um, all we have is our art, and all we have is our community. And so word of mouth is so important. And so you saw me read this script, so come and see me again. Do something entirely different in an accent and a wig. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about you, Nisha? Similar. Uh, I'm going to be performing at the Busker's Corner over there. Nice. 
Um, I did a story at the Press Gang storytelling show at the Handlebar last night. I'm going to be doing confabulation storytelling this Wednesday at yeah. Burdock Music Hall. I think what works best for me is just performing because I'm pretty shy, really, to be like, oh, you should really come and see my show. It just doesn't work out. It's just awkward and weird and... Kind of best right? English speaking in Montreal. But even still, like I tried, I, I can't do it. I give flyers to other people that yeah. liked my show, and I tell them, please tell other people. And I, I ask for help because um, I'm not very good at the self promotion. It's just me, so it's tricky. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest with you. I have the same difficulty. I have yeah. always had the same difficulty promoting a show at, at the Fringe. Like the idea yeah. of walking up to somebody and handing them a flyer saying yeah. the, word, the dreaded words can I tell you about my show yeah and, like, <laughs> and you know what the, it, the anxiety is worse before doing it yeah oh, yeah but it's so hard to do and then you yeah. know, try to make the conversation seem you know natural and stuff and, like yeah. that it feels like mm. in person telemarketing like I always feel like oh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm interrupting people's conversations in live yeah um, and like I pride myself on knowing pretty much like I make a schedule I know what I'm seeing and so to suggest to someone hey I know that you have nothing to do tonight. Come see my show. But they might already have something yeah. to do. It doesn't feel so... Yeah. I feel more comfortable promoting other shows. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, guys, you like it? You gotta see, you gotta see Sex to Your Ex. Oh, my God, they're so funny. It's like, are you in that? Oh, God, no, I'm in this, like, Romeo and Joy chainsaw. Oh. No, 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 but you gotta go... <laughs> sorry, David, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think people respond better to that, too. Oh, yeah. Because if you're, like, just self-promoting, like, yeah, yeah, but if you if they see you come out of a show and you're like, oh, I'm so moved, they'll ask, what did you just see? Yeah. And that, I just think it's more... Yeah, and I mean, that's effective. where the reviewers come in because it's easier to promote another show as like it's like hey we're both audience members and lovers <laughs> yeah. of theater yeah. I liked this maybe you will too yeah, so yeah, at the yeah. reviews it's just like I, I mean I like it but so does my mom yeah. And she made me. Yeah. Um, but so did Mooney. They were like, yeah, yeah go yeah, see this yeah. guy. It's so hard. Like, the, the whole promotion thing. And you know what? It is so important. Like, as much as you might not be comfortable with it, you, you tell yeah. yourself how important it is. Because not everybody has it. Like, I see your, your big spreadsheet there in your book. But <laughs> that's, no, like, a no, lot of yeah. people don't do that. And so they'll, mm. they'll sort of be like, they'll, they'll sort of show up. And they'll yeah, be like, what's yeah. good? And they don't know. Right, and right. And so you have an opportunity to, to sway those people or mm -hmm. the show that they want to see they're not going to get tickets for because you can buy 100% of the tickets in advance yeah. so um, and that happened a lot last year the yeah. first year that they did that there were a lot of people who couldn't couldn't get tickets to shows oh yeah have to act fast yeah. yeah so have you guys had the chance to see any shows yeah. is there yeah. what, have, what have you really liked that you've, that you've seen if you can see bright lights <laughs> <laughs> did you get a chance to see yeah, it yeah I saw it opening uh, I got the last ticket they only had 12 at the door yeah um, it was worth it. It was so worth it. Really, nice. really good. And the audience loved it. I was really interested by the um, audience demographic. Mm -hmm. I still think of Fringe as very much like a young person's festival, and average audience member was between 35 or 40. Yeah. Um, probably from the Tarragon crew that mm -hmm. enjoyed uh, seeing Cat Taylor's play this past mm -hmm. season. Actually, actually, it's also fascinating because you've got three uh, groups of, oh, of Fringe right. veterans all together. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. yeah. Or was asked Peter or Chris, Cat Sandler, like yeah, like Peter Bruhaha in general, exactly. amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tom McGee is, a, is an amazing producer yeah. and, and dramaturgical work is just phenomenal. Yeah, um, have you had a chance to see uh, the uh, the Shaky Shake and Friends? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other Shakespeare yeah. play. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's only a couple this year. <laughs> there's, I mean, if you don't know, Shaky Shake and Friends is like Shakespeare for kids with oh. puppets like retold oh, by puppets uh, and 
they've been doing it so many years and it's it's really like they, they reduce it down they do yeah. it with song yeah. and dance and there's usually like a huge moral takeaway that mm-hmm. they really try to impart on the audience yeah, uh, the, so yeah. They, they're yeah. they're amazing and again fringe veterans but uh, uh a recent review actually pointed out really nicely was um this puppet adaptation of 12th night is actually probably a clearer communication of the text than a lot of just straight productions. Like, obviously, they're making it more palatable for uh, for new audiences to come in. They did Hamlet last year, which yes. is my favorite one they've done so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm very much looking forward to it this year. And uh, my, my friend Graham Black Robinson helped uh, helped uh, uh, work on some of the puppets. Uh, cool. So okay. I love them. Uh, I love everyone in that group. I think it's great for people who um, don't like Shakespeare. <laughs> no, no, like, there's a crowd yeah, of yeah, yeah. who think it's stuffy, it's old. There's, mm-hmm. like, I would love to take my parents Off. because yeah. it's so accessible. It really gets to the heart of the message. It's easy to understand. You can walk away and still know the plot. And they do incorporate a lot of the traditional facts. They're not huh. saying bro and sup the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a few bros and subs. Sup. Yeah. As, as one is wont. <laughs> I believe Shakespeare invented sup. Hmm. Uh, he did, in a different context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking the same. Don't remember that word, Shakespeare. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Misha, have you had a chance to see anything? Um, not yet, but there's there are a few that I saw in in Montreal that are here. Oh, what, what, what so did you see? So Jillian English is a bit of truth here. Falling Awake is one that's that I didn't get to see, but got a lot of buzz in Montreal. Is starting to get buzz now again in Toronto. Amazing, like absurdist, kind of like magical show that's also at the Tarragon in the extra space um, Perk Up Pianist Sarah Hagen um, I'm going to go and see her show she's in the same room as, as me the solo room she's an amazing uh, piano player and she's incorporating storytelling so I'm excited to see that um, yeah I haven't seen any shows yet but I have many on the list Jillian is, is in one of those uh, uh, unusual positions where she's like a late addition yeah. she's not in the program yeah uh, so which is which can be a bit of a, a bit of a struggle yeah. as a, as a performer uh, to get the word out because even though everything's on on the web, I know I always go for the paper. Program. Oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, I had this. That yeah. was my situation in, in Montreal actually. Yeah. I was replacing these acrobats who were in the program and I was not. Um, but um, the buzz um, helps. So basically, you just have to do one good show and have a good audience, and then people talk and. And yeah. sometimes it can work in your favor because it's, you can make jokes about about the situation and then people are like, oh, that's that girl that's not in the program. I would never <laughs> want to be the one replacing acrobats. <laughs> yeah. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, for a high-flying risk-taking, <laughs> go somewhere else. I, you got well, me. I practiced cartwheels and somersaults <laughs> just in case. I really did because I thought I'll do some symbolic yeah. acrobatic moves just in case. I, I, yeah. I try to instill the idea in others and be like, imagine I did that. Yeah, right. God. Um, Another one you should see if you get the chance is the Hold the Bar Fly. The mm. Hold the Bar Fly? Yeah, that's the Spoon mm. and Hammer show that's at the Monarch Cabin. Uh, and I saw that. That's a very funny sketch comedy. Mm. Um, what's the other thing I saw that was really. Oh, Blight of Happiness. Okay. Mm. It's fantastic, uh, which is in the annex. Uh, I saw that. That was absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I'm trying to think now what I've seen. My brain is on, I just did my first show and I'm fried. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, Before this started, he was yeah. like, mm-hmm. "I didn't drink coffee." That was uh, stupid. <laughs> bad uh, move, man. I, I will, I will, I will say, uh, Romy Joy uh, Chainsaw Massacre seems okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, it, you heard it here, folks. You heard it here, folks. Uh, but I will, I will definitely uh, echo Shaky Shake and Friends, Twelve Plane. Uh, I will re-emphasize Wasteland by Sex yeah, T-Rex. And also, um, just because I know the crew and we saw a preview of them, we promoted with them. Uh, Dance Animal. Oh, well, Dance oh, Animal, Dance Animal. Oh, like, Dance can, Animal. No, I mean, like, <laughs> like, like, can you go wrong with Dance, dance Animal? Improvisers like, dancing, dancers improvising. Anders Yates just. It's a lovely stew of enjoyment. Yeah. Like, any chance you have the chance to see Dance Animal, Peter and Chris, you know, uh, uh, Sex T Rex. Like, honestly, they're, you just, like, like go. Yeah. You know? Just go. You're going to have a good one. Um, what are you guys looking forward to? This, I mean, we're early into the frame. Yeah. It's the first Saturday. Yeah. What are you guys. Uh, Bright lights, to? if I can get it to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to see Echoes. Okay. I've heard some yeah. interesting things about Echoes. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, I had uh, a musical in Musical Works last year, which Jeff Madden directed, mm-hmm. um, and he's a great human being. I, I, uh, he's a great man, and I would like to see anything he's called. Nice. Uh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Yourself Home, Skylar James, the Jordan Tannehill mm-hmm. one woman show at the 918 Bathurst. Mm-hmm. Really excited for that, and Timely with Pride. Um, oh, God, what else is going on? I'm excited to see everything. Songbuster. <laughs> uh, improvised musical, and they got the guy from Orphan Black, so. <laughs> I'm excited. Nice. nice. Which guy from oh. Orphan Black? Um, Donnie. Oh, Christian the, Brune. The yeah. Brune. Nice. So, yeah, I've got another 10 shows on my list to see, so I'm oh, excited wow. for all of them. Good, good. Uh, another one comes to mind is A Lover and Proper, Erin Schaefer. She's a, a really good storyteller. Mm. One woman show. Looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah. I'm, of course, I'm looking forward to Peter and Chris. Oh. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to Exterminating Angel, which is a dance show. And I don't yes. usually do dance shows, but I've, I've got a good authority that that it's not what I'm expecting from dance. Mm. So I'm really interested to see it. And also, um, what's the space opera one? The space musical. Oh, uh, Pirate, Pirate, Pirate Queen of the Stars. Yeah. 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 So, so that I'm looking forward to as well. I saw that yesterday. Yeah. Actually, that was good fun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, some somewhere I read somewhere. If you like, uh, if you like cheesy space, stuff, <laughs> this is great. Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> I think. And actually, I think nice. that's very apt. Well, uh, right, there's a great. lot of sci-fi puns in there. If you, I mean, it, it's it's fun anyway. But if you're a sci-fi nerd. Uh, there's a lot of little in-jokes and things in there that will go down yeah. very well. Nice. Oh, nice. man. Oh, God. Um, uh, I, uh, I'm actually looking forward to uh, peeking in at uh, Folk Lords. Uh, I caught them uh, last year during the tour. They're, uh, <laughs> they got an interesting format. They're, they're a duo improviser team, but what they do is um, they their format is one part classical uh, Chekhovian play, um, one part um, creation myth uh, in the uh, Aboriginal storytelling and one part like extreme movie genre and then they mix it all together and then they just do it on stage um, yeah that that and I'm looking forward to just doing a to seeing a show on impulse like I, I, I once in a while I'll see a show like I pick a beer I'm like I like the sound of that yes flying monkey purple butt yes put that in my mouth yeah actually bite-sized caught my eye yes the idea of 18 plays in an hour yeah I think it's always interesting. Limitation, I was talking to, because uh, you can't have uh, wet blood 
there isn't enough time to yeah. pull stuff up. Which so you know, which you know, was great for our show. Yeah, um, when you're when you're killing people with a chainsaw, uh, that means you have to think outside the box. And I was talking to one of the cast about this, and limitation breeds creativity. Absolutely, uh, yeah. yeah. Comes up, and the idea of being stuck to a three-minute play. Mm. I think yeah. I, I've written a five-minute monologue once before, uh, and it was a really interesting challenge. And I'd be fascinated to see what eighteen other people. Have mm. So I would. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it's actually eighteen individual playwrights, but however it works, that yeah. that. that just even from a technical perspective, yeah. like seeing them get in, get out, get in, get out, yeah. and it is, it's kind of, it's the epitome of fringe, isn't it, what can you do with almost nothing? Yeah. yeah. Um, I put a, the, the yeah. musical, I did the musical yeah. works I did at Edinburgh the year before, and I had no budget whatsoever, so my set was a load of boxes that we just stacked in different weird ways and things like that, and I just, yeah, the, the less you have, I think, sometimes the more mm -hmm. interesting you can be. Sometimes. I mean, I was talking with, with Sex T-Rex just mm. last week about, about the Wasteland, I was like, so, you know, their inspiration is, uh, you know, Mad Max. And I was like, so, how do you take a movie that's based on car chases and put that on a stage? And they're like, we don't think about that when we write the thing. We have to figure that yeah. out, you know, like, afterwards. And they come up with, like, different ways of doing it. Oh, like, God. Some of they do it really stuff well. the, just, yeah. just beyond just being entertaining and hilarious, like, the spirit of their storytelling style, yeah. just, yeah. it it makes every part of me happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God and like I've 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 dabbled in uh, in uh, constru uh, non actor constructed theater yeah. puppetry mime that kind of thing and they just they mix it all together to be like the purest form of the spirit of storytelling. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. They'll I make mean, you fall in love with like just a prop and you'll be like, yeah. why, why, yeah. why did I you always, make me fall in love again? I always find like <laughs> when in theater those, those simple special effects like, oh. in you know back to sex T Rex the. Watch a wildcat. They have like a, oh, yeah. a chase on top of a train. Oh, How God. do you do that? Right. You use your fingers and on yeah. top. Like You'd be brilliant performers. That's how so you do brilliant. it. Well, that's <laughs> that, you, it's, it's so good. Yeah. Um, so what are your plans for the rest of Fringe? Aside from shows, aside from <laughs> everything else that you're doing, how are you, how, are you, how, are you, how are you navigating uh, the festival? What are you planning to do? Are you planning to stay at the, the Fringe tent every night and drink like so many people? Or are you doing... Uh, like what are your? I can't. I'm too old to do that. <laughs> I can't do that. Anymore. I was I was leaning just on that wall over there last night. Uh, probably no. This is the last time uh, Fringe will be at Honest Ed's. So yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. That needs to be a celebration. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Should Get I some buttons like, made. Honestly, it's it's I've I've. Because we've now done the first show, I can switch my brain a little bit. Not entirely, mm. but mostly off production mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And focus on, on the Fringe now and, and being an actor and, and um, you know, engaging with other people. So I think yeah. I, I, my plan is to make a plan. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, please. Uh, I'm taking two nights off to see the shows that have chosen to go up during the Fringe that are not Fringe shows. Uh, oh, nice. So I'm seeing yeah. like a Hogtown experience okay. at uh, Campbell House. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, the, Hogtown's wonderful. Yes, I really enjoyed it in January. Good title. And, <laughs> and then um, asking for it, the uh, play reading with Christine Horn of the Gian Gomeshi play. Oh. Uh, or the response to the Gian Gomeshi trials. Yeah, the, the workshop. Yeah. Uh, next weekend. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta still participate in the other Toronto <laughs> theater. I'm not good at that. When I have. <laughs> I'm like 100% I'm like French. Like, yeah. Like, yes, I, I am. am. I try, I mean
I don't know if Jim Rolls is here this year. Uh, he's not performing, but I, I saw him yesterday. He's around. Because <coughs> watching him promote his shows right. is like a master class in how to promote a show. I've heard that, if yeah. If only because he doesn't stop. <laughs> like, he is a constant rotation of every venue, hitting every line at right. all hours of the day, and I don't know how he does it. Because mm. um, I don't have, like, again, just that whole, like, walking with people and talking about the show <laughs> thing that I have so much yeah. trouble with. But he's like he's like he's awesome to watch. Right. Um, do you guys uh, have like so now that you're turning your head away from the uh, like that production thing, you got your first show under your belt. Um, how are you approaching? Uh, what's changed in your approach to uh, self promotion or to uh, uh, the fringe in general? I, uh, I I go back to uh, trying not to promote myself. <laughs> uh, no, essentially, I'll go up to got to see this show. Like, there's so many great people in it. I mean, like, don't come for me. Come for them. Like, Dave, David King's Mill shows up in a hat. And it's a beautiful hat. It's wonderful. <laughs> it is a spectacular It's a lovely hat. I and I mean, that. like, I guess Shakespeare's okay. Wait, uh, your hat has a feather in it. I think your hat mm. I have, my hat. I have two hats, one of which has a very impressive feather. Yeah. Um, but no, I kind of I kind of shifted towards that. You know, it's better yeah. to. And I mean, we got a cast of twelve people, so I can be like, check out these yeah. eleven amazing artists, yeah. and one guy who just gets to show up and hang out with them. It's great. And steal the things. That's a, I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty big cast for a fringe show. Yeah, yeah. you're yeah. telling I mean, me. I mean, I, I imagine I haven't seen it yet, but I would imagine like the fence has a big cast. I think the yes. shows are gigantic, yeah. but yeah. I don't suppose there's many out there. Yeah. That are who would be so foolish? It happens once in a while where you have yeah. like a like a big show. And yeah. I don't quite know how that works. You know? Neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> We're still discovering. Yeah. Um, we'll see if the reviews say it does work. I'm yeah, I think a lot of a lot of self promotion kind of stays the same. I mean, it's always good, you know. Somebody say, "Oh, what show are you in?" You kind of it's it's almost like an automatic response to hit the twenty second pitch. Yes, mm -hmm. of course it is. Yeah. 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 But also, there's at least, I think, four of us in the company who have the show's Twitter on our phones. Right. Um, so, you know, you come out of a show, and mm -hmm. somebody else might be in a show, so you just check your phone quickly, and if somebody says something cool, you retweet it, and yeah. you reply yeah. to them, yeah. or you shout out a show yeah. you've seen. You know, there's, there's yeah. one of yeah. tickets. And, uh, we're going through a tunnel. We're going, oh, oh, God, <laughs> the water. they're coming for me. Um... Uh, and just something to reemphasize what uh, the uh, the winner of the best Canadian uh, English speaking play at Montreal Fringe um, uh, said in terms of kind of embracing kind of the awkwardness of a situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to be like, hey, uh, like let's trade pieces of paper that we might never get again. Yeah. Right. Can I can I tell a slightly off topic story? Of course, a yeah, yeah. There's a wonderful story. Uh, this is one of the favorite stories that is told at the Edinburgh Fringe by the Fringe Society, the, the participants team, uh, and it's in my opinion just a gold star of uh, self-promotion. It was a guy who was doing a one-man show and he put it up and The Guardian, which is one of the national newspapers in England, came to see his first show, I think, uh, and gave it a one-star review. Oh, no. They absolutely destroyed it. Uh, and I think it was the very next day everybody was walking around and every single poster for this guy's show had written on it, Guardian says, a star. <laughs> and it's completely true. So they couldn't, you know, you can't say he's misquoting the press. Right. But right. I mean, that is a masterclass in self promotion. Yeah, no, and I think it's finding the ability to do something like yeah. that. I mean, not maybe not that extreme. Yeah. But if you can find something and run with it, yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. Uh, if the press, if somebody in the press says something that sounds great, start repeating it. Yeah, and right. say you know, yeah. now magazine says or Mooney Theatre says, yeah. uh, and and use that little five word quote or whatever. Yeah. And I think that's 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 where things change. You have more to work with than mm-hmm. just your own. Uh, you know, bravado and, and no. uh, an actor's yeah. ego for, for wanting to sell her own yeah. stuff. Yeah. Lie. Just, just yeah. lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like the idea of like, talking about other shows that I've seen. Yeah. Um, because when I was at Montreal the first time, um, uh, Cameron d- did a uh, uh, a conversation. She had this, this like, promoting at the, at the Fringe. So the, the first thing that she says, there's audience enough for everyone. Just the right. idea that we're not—we don't have to compete for audience. Right. There is enough audience for all of us, so yeah. it doesn't hurt you to talk about somebody else's no. show or to retweet or to tweet about talk about other shows. Mm. Well, we um, one of our changes is uh, we offered um, for two days uh, free tickets to other fringe fem shows. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, nice. We were like, we're going to come see you, but we want to make it as easy as possible for you to see us and really support them because they had a great networking party here the first night for mm-hmm. opening for Fringe Fam. Um, and yeah, I think it's a lot of transitioning. We did so much for print advertisements, Facebook monetization, postering mm-hmm. and whatnot. Very distanced from the audience. We just put it out there. We're really talking to anyone. And then it's like, oh yeah, I actually have to talk to people. So we're <laughs> cranking out the tank. We're going to be taking the tank through the Fringe now mm-hmm. and bringing it to the tent every night. Hopefully that gets What it would the... Like a physical tank? The physical, the physical tank. tank? The physical okay. damn tank. Wow. Okay. How, how big is this tank? Just just <laughs> out of curiosity. It's an oxygen tank. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Had a very different image very in my mind. Yeah. I've, got, I've got the golden eye bursting through the walls stuck <laughs> in my head right now. But hey, that'll get a certain demographic out. That's true. That's true. Certainly, That's yeah. true. I do like, I, I would like to coin, I, you should coin the phrase, crank out the tank. <laughs> <laughs> that, really that's is. the new hashtag. Then. Yeah. Hashtag crank out that time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about? Um, oh fuck! I had, a, I had an idea in my head. I was gonna say mm. something, and uh, it's gone. And then you totally cranked gone. out the tank, out the and tank. it's gone, man! Um, it's gone. Yeah. Um, hmm. We will. We will. We will play the procrastination. Let's not, let's not play the procrastination. I mean, the thing I love about friends is. The thing I love about Fringe is, is all of the opportunity to see stuff, and uh, um, I want to thank you guys for, for talking about, about, about stuff. Does anybody have any final words before we end for today? Um, I would echo what Scott said, and if you're listening, I would encourage you to also think of genres of theater that you normally don't get a chance to see. So, like, I make sure I see an improv, a dance, a puppet, mm-hmm. and yeah. but then also something with a friend, something without a friend, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and I would also encourage everyone to see something by yourself. Because I actually, I think a lot of people rely on going to theater with friends. Of course, it's a community experience. But if your friends say, I don't want to go, go by yourself. Be proud of your choices. Commit to it. And you might meet someone new and end up by going by yourself, talking to someone that you've never spoken to I actually enjoy going to to see shows by myself. Because then it's just, you know, sometimes it's fun to see stuff with friends. But... Like, if you're trying to see something that you wouldn't likely see or that your friends wouldn't yeah. likely exactly. see, yeah. it's great to go by yourself because then you only have your thoughts, not somebody else's, like, I don't know, inline negativity yeah. or something like yeah. that. And then you're there with other people who actually wanted to be there. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. I think three times so far this fringe, I've, over, I've either heard, overheard or someone has said directly to me that they haven't gone to see a show they had a chance to see. 
because they have no one to go with. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. My, my total answer to that is, why didn't you go by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not no. like it's a source of shame. Or it's something. not a it's, law. It's, it, it, it's, uh, actually, I was talking to Rebecca about it, and she, she quite correctly said to me, it shows that you're supporting the theatre. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. And I, I, I enjoy yeah. it. And, 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 and I mean, in the vein of not being swayed by other people's opinions, uh, just for a perfect example, I have been privy to being in uh, a show that got a, at the same time, a five star, a one star, a three star. <laughs> to which, to yeah. which, selling that was fun. <laughs> so it's, it could be anything. Enjoy. I would say too that Toronto's a really open city. Like I'm just having yeah. fun meeting a lot of people. So like yeah. I've met people at shows too. Like you. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that are also going to sh- to shows alone, or you meet couple of people and yeah. I just I already have a bunch of new friends I've only been here for two days yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's what that's I'm gonna really do great. make new friends yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's, it, it, that's a great thing to do if you're in in a city you're not familiar with especially when you're here like basically mm-hmm. by yourself yeah uh, uh, to, to meet people both at, in line at shows and yeah, also yeah. At, at, at the fringe band. I think yeah. that could be an interesting initiative for the fringe in coming here because it's like a fringe buddy system mm. yeah like yeah. you want to see a show and you don't have anyone to go with like I have no idea how they would like I don't know like either, but you know what? That's a really great idea. Like it could be an app for that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it could. That could. Like very looking for someone else who wants to see this show at this time. We'll meet up. Or even go. just having a little, like a flag or something. Like, <laughs> like if you're like, like just saying I'm here on my own. Yeah, yeah. 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 You heard that's it here, folks. Cute. You heard it here first, folks. That's a really great idea. Is just like to for all the people who are seeing a show by themselves in line to be able to say, I'm here by myself. That's yeah, we need to design an app for that right say, away. There's a, yeah. a five-person yeah. trademark for that. So, yeah. 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 so talk to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk yeah. about the royalties on that. But you were looking for a final word, yeah? Yes. Uh, if, if I may. Uh, crank the tank, folks. <laughs> <laughs> crank well, the tank. Crank out the tank. Yeah. That's great. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Phil. Thank, Thank you. you.